Jim Harbaugh was officially hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. And whether it's fair or not, Chicago Bears fans are always going to look back at this time and wonder what would have been different if the Chicago Bears had fired Matt Eberflus and hired Harbaugh instead. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow Locked On Bears on all of your favorite social media platforms, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the better way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. On the show today, we look at Jim Harbaugh as a Los Angeles Chargers head coach now, but as a Chicago Bears head coaching option, at least someone who was available at this inflection point where the Bears decided not to fire Matt Eberflus, but keep rolling with him and a new offensive coordinator instead of firing him in an, op- in an offseason where you had a lot of different opportunities to add not just Harbaugh, but other high-quality head coaching candidates. And whether it's fair or not, we look back at this time as like, well, what would have happened should the Bears have made that change now? We'll look back on it in the future and compare what Jim Harbaugh does with the Chargers with what Matt Eberflus does from here with the Chicago Bears. And the same way that we look back at the Mark Trestman and Bruce Arians hiring situation and wonder what could have been. The difference this time is we don't know whether the Bears made the right decision or wrong decision, but we will know over the course of time and look back and wonder what would have happened had they done it differently. Now, it's not always an easy one-to-one comparison because the Chargers are a different situation and the Bears would be with Harbaugh and the resources he'd have to work with, the roster and the players, and we'll get into some of that in a little bit here. But this is a situation where you always wonder what he would have done with what the Bears had when there's such a a, a, a a uproar from the fan base, a large portion of the fan base wanting to move on from Matt Eberflus. Not necessarily not saying everyone did, but a, a certainly a, a fervor here of like, yeah, a lot of people thought this was the time to change head coaches in large part because there were so many quality candidates available. Like, yes, we're focusing on Harbaugh right now because I think he's a little bit different. But this was an offseason where you felt like it was a high-quality head coaching pool. I think it's a similar conversation that we have about the quarterback situation with Justin Fields, right? It's not that you feel like Justin Fields is some terrible quarterback that you don't want to try and make it work with, but the Bears just happen to have the number one overall pick. You've got such a unique opportunity to add a potentially high-quality quarterback that not even through Fields' fault of his own, the Bears just happen to be in a position to add a potentially better option and may end up doing so. The head coach thing feels similarly, right? It's not that Matt Eberflus is viewed as the worst head coach in the NFL or the worst head coach the Chicago Bears have ever had or anything like that, but you're in an offseason where you felt like you were uniquely able to potentially get an upgrade there between Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and maybe Ben Johnson from the Detroit Lions and some other coordinator candidates out there. You just felt like 
even if it's not the specific one that's your favorite, there's a lot of different options to potentially upgrade here. But there's specifically, I think, something different about Harbaugh versus the others in terms of how potentially realistic it felt and just also like his connections to the franchise as a former quarterback, as someone who I've heard in the past, you know, the Bears are one of his potential dream jobs in the NFL. There was a certainly a push from him from a you know personal standpoint to want to to coach for teams or a team specifically that he's played for before that he has some kind of connection to like the San Diego Chargers like the Chicago Bears in that mix as well like that was something that seemed to be important to him to some degree obviously there's more to it than that but that's part of the equation for Harbaugh and it just felt like you you had an opportunity here with Jim where you know he's really ascending at this point as a head coaching candidate whereas you know, Bill Belichick had a down couple of years in New England, like still a, a high quality coach. Sure. But like, you know, you're he, he's kind of on the downswing and you're trying to get him and pick back up or, or Mike Vrabel. Same kind of thing in Tennessee, like on the downswing. But Harbaugh, you feel like, you know, with, at Michigan built that up, won the national championship. And he's still like on the ascent back up in the coaching ranks. He's a hot candidate right now. And so you feel like between the Bears connection and between the just the general positive feeling about the direction of Harbaugh's career at this moment that like he was a unique candidate who has had success in the NFL, has been, you know, playoff runs, been to the Super Bowl, has had success in college and can still come back to the NFL and recreate that success and never really had, you know, significant down time. You know, had one mediocre year in the NFL that led to his end in, in San Francisco and obviously a slow start in Michigan, but like he's made it work everywhere as compared to like Belichick, you had some questions about, okay, like, at this age and with how things went in New England, like there's some doubt as to, okay, how will he do on his next team and what that situation might be like? You know, Vrabel certainly had detractors in Tennessee and Ben Johnson and a lot of the, you know, the first, the never before head coaches are always going to be a risk there. But there's something about Harbaugh that feels, you know, low risk in this regard and, and super high ceiling there for what the outcome could be. And when you add in the connection to the Chicago Bears and the feeling like, man, this was the offseason that the Bears would have had all these different opportunities to upgrade the head coaching position, that's where it feels like, again, whether it's fair or not, and I want to get into that potential, that question of the fairness, whether it's fair or not, you're going to have people make that comparison from here on out. If Harbaugh with the Chargers takes Justin Herbert to the Super Bowl and turns that franchise around a little bit and ultimately makes that a super successful regime, you're going to look back and say, man, what would have happened if the Bears had had that? If he had had Justin Fields or he had had Caleb Williams or whatever direction the Bears go from here, what could Harbaugh have done here? And man, the Bears really missed out on that opportunity. The same way we look back at Mark Trestman and Bruce Arians to see the success Bruce Arians had running offenses with the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, et cetera. And man, what could he have done instead of what they ended up getting with, with Mark Trestman? And so that's, that's kind of the fear here, right? When you had that opportunity and that ability to grow. But like, that doesn't mean... That's what's guaranteed to happen. And it doesn't mean that it's fully a fair comparison to say, okay, like the Chargers and the Bears are on equal grounds and then whatever the Chargers do and whatever the Bears do should be compared directly. Well, it is a little bit more complicated than that. And it's it's a little bit more complicated than, oh, if the Bears had fired Matt Eberflus, they would have easily landed Jim Harbaugh. Like, like that's not a sure thing either. So we'll poke some holes into this while still acknowledging that these comparisons are going to happen nonetheless next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience are what bring home the winning trophy 
and also what keeps your favorite vehicle alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your car or truck and level it up to peak performance. From roof racks, exhaust kits, superchargers, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your vehicle at its best with eBay Motors. Visit ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. It's easy to sit here today and say, oh man, the Bears could have had Jim Harbaugh. And no one can prove you wrong, right? You can't defend, you can't sit here definitively and say, no, the Bears could not have had Jim Harbaugh. There's, you know, there's no way to prove that they couldn't have, but there's also no guarantee that they could have had Jim Harbaugh. And it also might not be fair to directly compare what the Bears do next season to what the Chargers do next season. I think it's got to be more of a big picture comparison than like a specifically like how many wins did they have and and how far in the playoffs did they go and how successful were the two teams in, in that measurement. I think it's a, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. But let's start with even the the availability here. Like, right, would, would Jim Harbaugh have been a realistic candidate for the Chicago Bears had they fired Matt Eberflus? I certainly think realistic, yes. Guaranteed, far from it. And there's a lot of a lot of obstacles here and a lot of just questions that we don't have direct answers to at this point and won't get answers to because the Bears didn't fire Matt Eberflus and, and didn't go after Jim Harbaugh, at least as far as we know publicly, as, as far as the pursuit goes. But a couple of different factors with Jim Harbaugh. One, we're not sure exactly what the relationship is like between Jim Harbaugh and say Kevin Warren, your Chicago Bears team president, who you may remember was commissioner of the Big Ten, where Jim Harbaugh coached at Michigan. And there seemed to be some disagreements between them when it came to how the Big Ten operated during the initial wave of COVID-19 and, you know, canceling games and how they were handling that. Harbaugh went back and forth with, and there's just generally seems like there's been a tension between the two or some kind of, let's call it disagreements. Tension might even be too strong of a word, but like they've not had the perfect rosy relationship. Obviously in public, you know, trophy ceremonies and Big Ten media days and stuff, they get along fine. You know, they're not public enemies by any means, but even along this process, we've, we've kind of heard from insiders and elsewhere that maybe just maybe the Kevin Warren was, the Kevin Warren, Jim Harbaugh relationship was, let's, let's call it an obstacle to a potential Jim Harbaugh hire in Chicago? Does that mean there's no chance they would ever hire Jim Harbaugh while Kevin Warren was employed with the team? No. I think it's reasonable to say that maybe those guys have had disagreements in the past, but if the Bears and Kevin Warren believed that Jim Harbaugh was the best coach for their team, I certainly feel like those two guys could patch it out and hash it out, patch it up and get over it and ultimately do its best and put the egos aside and say, hey, we're on the same team now. The past is the past. Let's get through it. That's to say, even if there was, even if there was this big rift between them, which I don't know that it was huge, but I think it was some kind of, of something in there. Also with Harbaugh, it's kind of worth noting with the Los Angeles Chargers hiring him right now, they made the decision to hire Jim Harbaugh 
before they hired a general manager. Did you notice that? He, they don't have a specific GM in place. They have an interim general manager and they've got a CEO and president of operations. They've got a vice chairman, an executive vice chairman, a COO. Like they have a president of football operations and John Spanos, but like a specific general manager, not in place there. And one of the known things about Harbaugh from his time in San Francisco and from his time trying to get back in the NFL is he's someone who has valued control over personnel decisions. Now, how important that is to him and how much power he really needs to take a job, we don't know exactly what that looks like. It's not to say, like I've seen people say, well, the Bears would have never hired Jim Harbaugh because Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles would have never given Jim Harbaugh the kind of power in the front office that he wanted. And that might be true, but we don't know that to be true. And that's one of the obstacles in this, right? It's it is true that, okay, with, with Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, like you would think they probably ideally wouldn't want to give a head coach significant personnel control. Does that mean then Harbaugh would never take the job? You know, would Harbaugh take the job without having explicit personnel control? Could Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren say, hey, listen, just like we did with Matt Eberflus, we include you on every decision. Like I still have final say as general manager. I'm not going to give you final say but you're going to be heavily involved in personnel. So, and we always collaborate in this. So you're never going to be boxed out. You're always going to have input on the decision. Would that be enough for Jim Harbaugh? We, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But that's, you know, that's one of the questions here as far as would it be realistic for him? Or would, would Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren say, you know what, for Harbaugh, we really believe in him. We'll give up some of that power. We'll give up some of that control. We're not going to, you know, resign and lo lose our job over it. But like, we're going to give him some of that, power and final say or whatever that whatever he needs because it's important to get the right head coach in there. Like none of those, we don't know either way on any of those situations. Or maybe Jim Harbaugh would say, you know what? I don't need it. I'd, I'd love to coach the Bears. I'd love to have the number one overall pick. I don't need to have the final say. This is good enough. Let's roll with it. Like any of those things could be possibilities. It could be true that Harbaugh would not have come to the Bears because they wouldn't have given him power. It could be true that Harbaugh would not have come to the Bears because of their Kevin Warren relationship. And it could be true that Harbaugh would have still come into the Bears despite those things and would have been willing to put up with those things or, or overlook those things because he wanted to be the Chicago Bears head coach. Like all of those things are open possibilities. So it's no guarantee that he would have been the Bears guy and certainly that you'd still be competing with the Chargers and the other teams that he interviewed with. But it's also not a not a guarantee that he wouldn't have taken the job. I don't, you can't sit here and say there's zero chance the Bears could have landed Harbaugh, but there was not a 100% chance that they could have landed Harbaugh. So it's not as simple as like, oh, uh, the Bears had this. It's not like, like that's the difference between this and Bruce Arians, where you interviewed Tressman, you interviewed Arians. It was kind of like pick one or the other. Never got there with Harbaugh. Harbaugh was not in the hand waiting to take the job, but it sounds like he certainly would have been interested in it had the Bears offered it to him, given the opportunity to interview for it. I'm also not sure that it's fair to compare specifically what the Chargers do with how the Bears do over the next handful of seasons. To so just go head-to-head, -head, well, Chargers did this and the Bears only did that, so therefore you know, the Bears made the wrong choice. Well, the Bears and Chargers are starting from slightly different positions, specifically with the quarterback position. Like these are not, if this is a race, they're not, both the starting blocks are not at the same part of the track. Chargers are a little bit ahead of the process in that regard, in some ways, and in other ways, they got salary cap situation to work with and not a ton of resources to keep building around that quarterback who's now, you know, very expensive. So it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, but there are still some bigger picture comparisons we can make between what Harbaugh does with the Chargers and what the Bears do here. And also there's, there's a chance that those comparisons play out and we think, man, the Bears made the right choice. 
good thing they didn't fire Matt Eberflus and hire Jim Harbaugh. This does go both ways. And I kind of want to go through what that looks like and, and how we should think about these comparisons over time next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And what makes it America's number one sportsbook is the great offers they have for new customers. Right now, if you've never bet with FanDuel before, you can get $150 in bonus bets by placing any $5 bet. It's guaranteed, win or lose, whatever you bet your $5 on, they're gonna add an additional $150 in bonus bets right into your account that you can bet on. The, play, the NFL playoffs, college basketball season, the NBA season, the hockey season, soccer, tennis, boxing, you name it. They got all the sports on FanDuel Sportsbook, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. To claim your $150 in bonus bets, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Whether or not Jim Harbaugh would have been available to the Chicago Bears or not, you are going to see that comparison being made. But how we compare Harbaugh and the Chargers to Iberfus and the Bears needs to be with a lot of context and nuance, right? When you look at the Los Angeles Chargers right now, they've been an underachieving team that's kind of you know they they went with a lot of veterans. You know when they traded for Khalil Mack and stuff, tried to kind of go all in on winning with winning with Justin Herbert on his rookie contract and stuff. And while, while uh, the last head coach, Brandon Staley, excuse me, was, was still trying to fight for his job and trying to save his job, you know, kind of go all in on winning and ultimately falling short. So they're kind of in this, this middle ground where they've got some young players and they got some old players and they're sort of mid-transition there with some younger guys that, some older guys that they're not quite ready to get rid of, but, you know, you don't want to hang on to them too long while they're expensive, but then you can't go with all younger guys or else you might take even more of a step back. So it's kind of an interesting position there, but also like the big thing is the quarterback. Like they've got a elite caliber quarterback. We can debate where you rank Justin Herbert in terms of, you know, Mahomes and Allen and Lamar Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. But like, it's very clear that Justin Herbert is in that upper echelon, right? When we talk about the best of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, he's somewhere in there. You know, he's a lot, he's many steps ahead of Justin Fields. You know, he's, he's up a few tiers there. It's not important exactly what tier, but the point is like, they've got their guy. Like there's no question that Justin Herbert is their franchise quarterback and the least, you know, not a problem, a, a solution, a guy who makes his teammates better in Los Angeles. And so Jim Harbaugh, if he had come to the Chicago Bears right now does not have that. And so if Harbaugh goes to the Super Bowl with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, that's great. Good for him, but it's not to say, oh, well, he would have taken the Bears to the Super Bowl then, because it kind of depends on how the quarterback situation plays out in Chicago, too. You know, if Justin Fields, you know, if they stick with Fields and it doesn't pan out, you know, it, would Jim Harbaugh have fixed that? Would it have been different? Which I mean, maybe, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh is necessarily going to make Justin Fields uh, J Justin Herbert as a result. Or same thing with the draft, right? If the Bears draft Caleb Williams or whoever. If that quarterback is a bust, Jim Harbaugh is not taking that bust quarterback to the Super Bowl. Whereas, like, if that quarterback is an absolute home run, then, then it starts to become a slightly different conversation. But even then, you're talking about the development of a rookie quarterback over time, as opposed to Herbert being an established veteran who already has proven his quality of play. Still has to prove, you know, 
that he can take a team all the way in the playoffs and all that stuff, but like proven quality of quarterbacking there. So like it's it's not a it's not a one to one team comparison there. And the Bears are a much younger team trying to build up that way. The Chargers, like we said, were kind of like veteran in some areas and young in some other areas and kind of a mishmash of, of those, which which certainly can work and is part of the transition, I'm sure. But like it's not one to one that, okay, man, if Harbaugh does X with the Chargers, he certainly would have done that with the Bears. Like it kind of depends on how the Bears' decisions play out and whether or not that's with Eberflus being successful or not. Like if, if the Bears get these players wrong, I don't know that Harbaugh would have done more with bad players if they're just bad players. But if the Bears get these players right, but then underachieve with the coaching staff, perhaps, then you might look at Harbaugh and say, man, what could he have done with those players? So that's where like the broader context of like, okay, are the players actually going to need better coaching or are the players, you know, the personnel decisions from here, are those bad and coaching might not have actually made a huge difference had Harbaugh been the guy that had been here. All of that is kind of moot if, you know, if Matt Eberflus it, it proves the Bears right, if Kevin Warren and Ryan, Ryan Poles are correct and say, man, Eberflus just needs more time. We just need to be patient with him. And he hired the right guy in Shane Waldron. He's going to turn the offense around. The defense is going to be a lot better and going to keep playing well. And man, this is the right combination. And the, the Bears ascend in their playoff team next year, whatever they end up doing at quarterback, except not important, but like if, if, if Matt Eberflus does well and Shane Waldron does well and the Bears are successful, we're not going to be looking back going, damn, they should have hired Jim Harbaugh, huh? Because the important thing is, is not that we got the guy I wanted or you wanted, right? The important thing is that the Chicago Bears got the right guy. It's the important thing. Like what we're all rooting for here is the Chicago Bears to have a good coaching staff and a good head coach. If that's Matt Eberflus and Shane Waldron, we're not going to look back and say, man, we should have had that other guy. Instead, we're going to be, God, we're so happy that the Bears kept this coach and had more patience than we did on the outside. In a similar vein, even if Matt Eberflus is the wrong coach and say things don't go well this upcoming 2024 season, and after this year, they fire Matt Eberflus, fire the coaching staff, and do the head coaching search again. Obviously, we're going to be disappointed because things didn't get better, and we're going to be disappointed because we thought maybe they should have done it the previous year when the head coaching pool was better. But that doesn't mean that if they fire Matt Eberflus down the line a year or two or whenever from now, that they can't still get some other good head coaching candidate. Like, sure, this was a great year for head coaches, at least on paper. But that does, But every year there is at least one, if not a couple of quality head coaching candidates where you're like, ooh, I'd like to have that guy. And they don't always pan out, but every year there's a guy you like. And I, you know, I can't help but look ahead to 2025. Not like, no, I'm not trying to pre-fire Matt Eberflus here, but I'm just saying like hypothetically, you know, you look at Bobby Slowick of the Houston Texans. If This is his first year as an offensive coordinator. He might still get a head coaching job this year, but if he doesn't, he'll have two years under his belt, two years of success with C.J. Stroud. Next offseason, then he would be the hottest, I think, offensive head coaching candidate there. Or you can look like if the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, doesn't get hired this this cycle because the Ravens go to the Super Bowl and teams don't want to wait to get their head coach and the head coaching vacancies all fill up because the Ravens are in the Super Bowl and no one wants to wait for it. And McDonald lasts there another year. Okay, you could have another great head coaching candidate then. Or you never know if, I don't know, Pete Carroll wants to get back into head coaching or, I mean, whatever it might be, another candidate becomes available. Somebody gets fired somewhere that you weren't expecting and it's like, wow. This would be a great opportunity to add that coach. Like just because the Bears didn't take advantage of this great head coaching pool doesn't mean that in the future there might not still be other quality head coach candidates. I mean, maybe next offseason Mike Tomlin is available. I mean, you just never know what the option could be. And if the Bears could still get another really good head coach, 
or candidate for head coach sometime down the line, even though they didn't opt to go after Jim Harbaugh or any of the other candidates this time around. Like it's not a, it's not a one and done. Like you had to make the decision today and otherwise you're never going to get another good head coach and that you're just stuck with Harbaugh for eternity, good or bad. You're just stuck with Eberflus for eternity, good or bad. No, this was just your opportunity to get Jim Harbaugh. And he's kind of been the big fish that Chicago Bears fans have been wanting ever since they didn't hire him for the, during the Matt Eberflus cycle, or I mean the Matt Nagy cycle, which I don't know if they ever came close, but you know, he's been kind of that guy that we've been talking about for a long time in Chicago because he's played for the Chicago Bears and because he's had success everywhere that he's coached. Like that's what makes him kind of the, the headliner here, the big fish among an otherwise pretty good pond full of fish as far as head coaching candidates they'll go. And that's why, that's why I wanted to do a whole podcast about it today because a lot of Bears fans are talking about it. I mean, I don't, I don't like to get stuck in, you know, hypothetical land of what if the Bears had done this instead of that and what would it be like if they did this instead. But Harbaugh was kind of the big one that we've been wondering what if about Jim Harbaugh for a long time. And now we've got that like, specific decision point, right? In previous years, we wondered about Harbaugh, but we always knew, well, he's still at Michigan, so he's still going to be available sometime down the line. Jim Harbaugh, no longer available. You have no way of getting Jim Harbaugh to be your head coach anytime soon from here on out. Like until something happens with the Chargers and he would need to leave there, resign from there, be fired from there, or I guess somehow traded from there. But like Harbaugh's off the table and he's been on the table for the last however many years he's been at Michigan. And so you've always kind of had that hope or that thought that like, man, if the Bears fired their coach at some point, They'll have a shot at Harbaugh and they have at least two or three times here throughout this process and have not hired Harbaugh. And this was their last chance to hire Harbaugh. And instead, the Los Angeles Chargers did. And we're going to be sitting there watching the Chargers, comparing to what the Chargers do to what the Bears do and wondering what would that have looked like with the Chicago Bears? I'm curious how you feel about Harbaugh as a Bears candidate, whether you felt like it was realistic, whether you'll be making these comparisons or you say, no, screw it. I'm all in on Matt Eberflus. However you feel. Let us know here in the comments on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel, or you can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group or tweet us at Lockdown Bears. However you do it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We still have to go through... The Chicago Bears defensive coordinator candidates here this week on the podcast. And then next week, we're heading to Mobile, Alabama. We're taking the podcast on the road to the Senior Bowl. We're going to get some in-person podcast guests lined up, breaking down the draft prospects. The Bears are going to be coaching offensive and defensive linemen down there, so we'll pay close attention to them, but also the wide receivers, maybe a couple of quarterbacks down there as well. A lot to break down, but we're going to be getting some early NFL draft work in next week on the podcast, so be sure to come on back for that. And of course, you have to come back every single day for your next opportunity to bear down.